Happy Sunday, y'all. Welcome to another edition of the Dooms and the Don'ts. We're starting with today, recaps Insecure. And today we're talking with Jay Hall about season five, episode five. And it was really like an intense episode. So I really look forward to getting into it with you all. Stay tuned, relax, grab something to sip on. And let's get into this conversation very soon. I always forget to bring some music until we hear. Sorry. All right, and the one and only Jay Hall's in the building. Let me add him. Yo. Hey, Jay. Yo. I have to cut my heat off. Yo. I feel you. <laughs> I'll let you start. I don't, I don't even know where to start. It was an intense episode. It was a lot happening. Uh, a lot of triggers for me, um, especially, you know, with the, with the parents aging and having to deal with that. Um, but yeah, let me know. Let me, you, you, you kick us off tonight. Okay. Um, I'll, first of all, you know, I'm going to show you how committed I am to evolving. And I'm just going to state, I like seeing Issa and um, Nathan. You know, Nathan. I like the fact that Issa is getting a fair opportunity for us to see her in these healthy relationships. Mm, yeah. Um, I think that was the argument that or not argument, but that was a statement that Issa Rae said last year when, you know, the episode where her and Lawrence was getting along and she was like, you know, we never seen them healthy. Ooh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm liking seeing Issa just smile, right. not trying to figure things out. And, you know, we all remember that part in that relationship where it's like you established, but you're still trying to like, you're still acting, you're you're still acting like you're dating, so you're like asking little things like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to bother you, right? Like, you're not impose, you know, you, you like kind of hesitant to impose. So it's that right. little short time where you're still trying to figure it out. Although you just said yesterday that we we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just think all together that was, um, that part was dope, you know, because we don't get a chance to see just that continuous healthy, you know, I was worried that something was going to come up but mm -hmm. you know it was just even when they lost the dog like so i that's that was number one for me you know what what I'm, I'm i'm coming along in your lane is what i'm saying so i'm i'm, I'm letting you know i'm that's seeing fair. that's I'm fair. Seeing you know, there was conversation around Issa, you know unconsciously saying she loves him right and nathan not responding verbally the same way and I feel like he responded. I don't feel like it was. Do you feel like it was a negative response? Him not saying "I love you" back. I feel no, like look, the looking and attention was. That go to show you. That go to show you like how far off for myself, and I take ownership. How far off I can be? Because I promise you, I didn't see it was an issue until the wind until, until, until the wind like, down. Talking about it. Yeah, and, and then I see everyone. You're right. I see everyone talking about it, and I'm sitting there like. What was it? Because, man, like, you know, it just goes to show you, like, who made up these rules of, like, once you say something, somebody else is supposed to automatically say something back. 
And they go to show you how time and time again, we are so committed to these things. And we don't even know why. Like, even when you saw, um, I don't know if you got a chance to catch the wind down, and they asked Issa, like, would you be the one to actually do it real life? She's like, oh, no, I wouldn't no, do that in real life. No, right. And, and it's, it's just going to show you, it's just like, we are so committed to some of these things, and we don't even, like, act. Because, like, like who, who designed that rule? I really didn't see anything wrong with that. But I see I'm... You and I might be the only ones who... <laughs> I feel... I, I really felt like Nathan showing up and creating space for her is love. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the mm -hmm. highest... High, highest elevation. I didn't roll shit to show you. I mean, it was like he was there. Like, love is an action word to me. And so, um, making time, adjusting his schedule, fitting her in, being there when she needed him, you know, that is, that's better than words to me. Even him responding when he heard it, turning to her, pausing, kissing her, like, that is more substance than just empty words or feeling pressured to say, you know, it back without the same intention you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah um i agree i feel like it doesn't need to be i love you i love you back you know what i'm saying it needs to be like coming from a really authentic place and i think that i feel like him showing up for her is is love well here's my question does uh, let's play devil's i don't even want to play devil's advocate right but i guess my point is is there something even wrong with that if you wanted to say he's not in love with her at this very moment, does that mean the relationship has to stop because one person just got there first? That is such a great question. And it made me think about a couple things. You know, I think um, there is this, this narrative uh, that is conditioned by society. And I don't think it's solely for women or men or black people at all. Uh, but, like, that love needs to be this instant, you know, chemistry and, like, instant thing instead of this, you know, gradual, slow build. And I think it can be both and or, you know, all those things. It looks different for everybody. But I know there's people who I've been, like, you know, this uh, very, you know, instant attraction, this very spiritual, intense, passionate attraction who was not good for me <laughs> just not <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's called vegas um, <laughs> so so i think guilty as charged but i mean I, I guess my question is like society says that regardless of how i emotionally feel as a man i'm supposed to say it first mm. you know and my thing is what if someone is going to get there Right, first. You know, and even when I recognize in the fact that I allegedly am supposed to say it first, I might be, there might have been times in my life where I might have rushed the ball on somebody. Hello. Who, who may have loved me, but at that moment, did I rush it by them feeling as if they have to say they love me back? It's like the public proposals that we are now having this conversation about. And for years, guys, we thought from rom-coms and conversations that the public apology and the public proposal was what women wanted. Right. And then we are, like, upset and shocked to find out that 
that is the opposite when it comes to a lot of women voices. So it makes me think back on the I love you tip. And I love the fact that Issa is using this as a, you know, I think she's really smart when, it, you know, I'm always preaching about her writing. I definitely think she puts these nuggets in there for conversational pieces. Absolutely. absolutely. And it just, it just, it just makes me ponder that of, I, I know there's going to be long people writing and there's no way I will say it first and all that, or it'll be over. But I challenge anybody to kind of say like, what's, what really is the big deal? Okay, so if you're left out there, so what? Yeah, I, you know, I've said it first before, and, and I'm more like Issa Rae's character in that space. If it, if it comes naturally, like, I don't force it, I don't overthink it. But like, if it's coming from a very sincere place, like, after a series of ways that you have shown up and, you know, created, you know, a space in my life, then it, it flows out. But it also flows out in all my relationships. So, like, I'm very heavy on the I love you's with friends, yeah. families. Like, so I really don't hold that much stake in, like, oh, this means now needs to be forever. This means pressure. But, like, no in this space like at this time like i love you and and it's coming from a very uh, real place i don't have expectations about it coming from anywhere because I, I i think my job is at my best i am filled up with love in so many spaces from so many sources that it's not a um, all my eggs in one basket it's like i have a beautiful village like i you know show up for myself and i you know take care of myself um in ways to make sure that i'm trying to fill my cup so it's not like if you don't say it back then the world shatters you know and nathan nathan acknowledged it like he yeah. like you know he smiled he took it in like he acknowledged it yeah i agree and then you know when um when the mother really raquel who is you just Amazing. Awesome, right. A right? You know. Shout out to shout out, shout out to Issa with the dropping those black legends in, you know. Yeah, she's so good with that. So smart with it. Um, so you know, when you know she's asking who it is, and you know, Nathan invites himself into the FaceTime. He didn't have to do that. He could have shied away and be like, No, you know, don't put me on camera. Like he talks to the mom, he takes the phone. When she asked if it's her boyfriend, he, uh, he says yes. Like, it was very proactive. So I was like, I don't understand what the issue is, you know, with him saying specifically, I love you, if he's been showing up for you, showing you he loves you. So I feel like if he was not there, if he was, like, making excuses and being absent, then I think that'll be one thing. But I feel like if you're showing up, then that's it's not a concern. I got you. So... You you want to do the heavy now? You want to end with the heavy? You, you tell me. You want yeah, me to I guess off? we can we can dig into that because I was so. Let's, let's do a sandwich. Let's do the heavy and then you know because we can. So you want me to start off? Which, you which start you? off. Okay. Did you put the title up? Are people up on the title? Oh no, nah, they don't know. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's fine. You know, it just, I you know, let me. I will kick off while we. First of all, um, Molly, <laughs> Molly riding a dude's face. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about you. Real talk. Uh, <laughs> I thought about you when she was riding the dude's face. Wow! Wow! I, I did. I, I did. Episode. <laughs> I did. I did. I thought about you because I, I. I don't know. I like. I just thought like you know it was just it was just hilarious you know and I only I ain't gonna lie I just thought about you because of our conversations we've had just in life in general. Dang, you know what I'm saying? I did. I did. But um, I think I definitely 
been in those shoes where you're living your life. You know, one song that I've always related to really heavy was J. Cole's Apparently. Mm. Uh, because he talked about how his senior year in college, he was doing all this stuff and he was having sex and then his the house foreclosed. And that happened to me my last year, Howard, you know, um, first semester where my mother was facing financial issues and she had to like move out the apartment and everything. And next thing I know, I'm getting ready to cross the stage and I'm like, I really can't go back home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, um, and there's been other situations like that too, but that reminded me that was like the first time where I realized where I was off living my separate life. Mm. And yet my, my, you know, someone who I care about, my mother, my family is having this situation. Um, and so when I saw, you know, when Molly was like, yo, I was riding some dude's face while, you know what I'm saying, while this happened, it's as much as you can kind of laugh, that really does happen because you're, you're, you're full adult, right. you, do your, you do your check-ins, you, even if you are someone who talks to your parents regularly or they're yeah. down the street, you visit them regularly, you're still living your life. Yeah. And come to find out this happens and then you find out all these other things that they had going on. That within itself for me was, was heavy because I definitely experienced that. And it's yeah. something about those baby boomer parents of not wanting to tell you ish. Yo, <laughs> it is something about them, yo. Yeah, I, I really felt, um, you know, I'm not an uh, oldest child, but I am the only child. So it does definitely this, you know, trying to parent up, you know, I think it's the point uh, that they brought up, you know, post 35, I think it begins to shift, you know, the dynamics between parent and child. Um, and really trying to make sure that um, I think we try to put ourselves in a position to where we can insulate ourselves from, you know, life as millennials, right? It's like, you can't, it's going to happen. Parents are going to age, things are going to be out of our control, out of our control. Um, and it's really about how do we begin to kind of show up and reprioritize in that moment. And I think Molly did a really good job in saying, you know, hey, I, you know, was doing my own thing at the moment. <laughs> I was having a good time. But let me drop everything. She sees the cues when, you know, she's missing the calls and, and shows up. I think there's still this two grapple where, like, she's having these control issues, of course, with the doctors and the nurses at the facility, but also with her job and, you know, being able to let go. She should have let that project go. Like, she should have let that case go. And um, to really kind of really focus mentally on where she needs to be present. So I think there's still a struggle for Molly to find value outside of needing to be um, strong for everyone, needing to show up for everyone. Um, and I think part of that comes up for me, some of the things I've realized is like, okay, mom has had a stroke before. Her mom, the character, has had a stroke before. And she didn't know they handled it within themselves. So it's like, you know, we want to feel like the world revolves around us knowing, but it really, it really, you know, I think Issa coming in and saying, hey, you know, things are going to happen regardless. And it's really not that much we can do other than, you know, show our love and support. Yeah. I mean, I still battle with that myself as an individual because, you know, I'm my mother's only child. So yeah. it really is me, you know. And when it falls on you as a child, 
and there's no one, you know, people say the words of like, you know, call if you need, but ultimately it's you. Yeah. You have to make those decisions. And listen, people get older and they miss stuff. They miss things or they say they'll get to it. And if you think about it, we all can somewhat not be on point with certain things about ourselves, yeah. even when we're moving fast. Yeah. So only time, if I wasn't in an environment, sometimes I question, like, if I wasn't in an environment where everybody around me was super conscious about certain things, mm -hmm. you know, how much would I be on it, right? So if you have your parent, like, you know, like my mother or Molly, Molly's parents who are in their own world, how often are they around other parents, other people of their age who are on point with their medical, on point with what to do out there and stuff like that? If that conversation is not happening or you're not seeing it, then your senses get a little dull to it. You brought up such a great point. That is so good. You know, and I, I always say that if I was still in Texas, that my diet would be, you know, just it's infinitely worse when I'm there. I mean, we have a lot of things around, you know, food deserts and then health education, food okay. education, nutrition education, uh, gaps that are happening that are intentional. But at the same time, that's not a culture that supports in in my community that supports, you know, healthy eating and what that looks like, you know, it's rare. So what up, Red? Uh, so for me, it's like, you what know, up, um, here, it's, I can't order, I don't even feel comfortable, like I don't eat meat now, but like, I don't feel comfortable ordering like a bacon cheeseburger, uh, <laughs> you know, extra fish fries. Right. You know, <laughs> like a milkshake. Without, I feel like somebody would look at me like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of related to when when COVID first kicked off, mm -hmm. and I was saying, like, listen, in DC, you know, I'm a runner, and when I was going outside to run, people damn near running across the street to avoid me, and I was running across the street to avoid them. Mm. And you know, we were very hypersensitive and wearing triple mask and all that, <laughs> and then you go down south, and they were just like, "Yeah, what's the big deal?" You know what I'm saying? So it was like no mask, no no nothing. mask, no nothing, right? Or the fact that I don't know someone in the DMV area, DC area, that doesn't have a gym membership. Like I, I, I truly don't know. Now whether you go to it or not, that's on you. But everybody I know has some sort of physical fitness like membership, right? That's true. I go My back home. Athlete, you know. Yeah, I go back home. Ain't nobody got no physical. Ain't nobody got no gym membership. You know what I'm saying? Like they just. They just killing, you know what I mean? And and so you don't necessarily think about that. And I think it was important because what Molly showed that even if you got siblings, I've seen families that have siblings and all the siblings keep thinking that this person got it and that person got it. Ooh, and then when true. a crisis happened, everyone's kind of like, everyone's so in their head and their feelings about their relationship with their parent that nobody knows what to do because everyone kept thinking that the other person had it. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't often have conversations, emergency conversations enough with our loved ones. And although that, that's a tough conversation to have, it is needed. And you need to, and honestly, you need to have it more than once. Like I actually yeah. sit down with my mother and we have it more than once. And it is tough every single time, mm -hmm. but I have to go through everything. Like, yo, where's your stuff at? What do I call? What's the name of your life insurance? Right. Like I have to do those things every time we're around because if something happens, what I'm going to do then? Right. Or or if it's a crisis, what you going to do then? And I think that was Molly's situation was a good example of that. 
I think that was so great they talked about estate planning. Um, our last Shape Up in person was right after Kobe Bryant was tragically killed. And we talked about grief, but we brought in an estate uh, planner um, to talk about what needs to happen in a will, what needs to happen in a, you know, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the word right now, but um, the person who takes takes over you takes over your property if you're not able to um so those kind of things are so important in our community everything doesn't have to be like a five thousand dollar you know plan some things just write it down like yeah that has happened this year for me because our family has experienced so much um unexpected loss this year um that i began uh creating like a google drive with like all my finances, like what's happening, who, what cars are out, what, what's there, um, which has been really just a light on my end. I've created folders for my parents. So I think my mom is more, she's more organized, but her stuff is um, in foul cabinet. So, but some stuff she only, she knows where it is. So my thing is like, how can we get this stuff digitized and, you know, searchable, you know, so we can find it. And then my dad has a harder time with the conversation. So in just in general. So, but my mom is open to like, we need to have these conversations. So I begin to like write out things that are my, my, my wish list, you know what I'm saying? My last wishes. Um, and just kind of making sure that nobody's like completely in the dark about where's at least where to call. So all the, the financial institutions that I have um, credit with, it's just listed, you know, so at least you know, okay, I'm calling XY Bank to see what, you know, how I can get yeah. into it. You know, I think even that just having a starting point is really good. And so, as you say, like we started that the last time I was home, I hope to continue and make significant progress when I go home for the holidays because yeah. it's so important. I mean, eventually, I think one of the things we don't think about is it's once you have that information known, it takes so much stress off. Like, I started feeling so much relief, like, just at the point that I got. I was like, okay, I feel like some weight. It takes some weight off of um, off of the conversations and, like, knowing that something happened, like, so people can figure it out. Yeah, and you saw that with Molly because we're so used to Molly handling things, but she's always handling other people's stuff. And so to see her try to take care of this and we, the way I love about the writing of the show is that we've seen Molly's mom in the last couple of episodes so as a refresher in your mind yeah. of their relationship. Yeah. So it's not out of the blue and yeah. the parents ain't show up since two seasons. Yeah. So when Molly. That is really smart. Yeah. Right. So when Molly has this situation with her mother, you're like, oh, snap. Like she was just on the phone with her mother. And I think there's something to that when you're sitting there, which, you know, some of us have experienced when you're sitting there in that hospital bed and you're like, Man, my, my parent, you already, you can't help it, but you already like, yo, my parent is never going to see me through this. They haven't seen this from me yet. And even though it is your life as an adult, it shows how much we still look forward to try to do certain things for our parents. Right. And he says that it, for me, I thought to myself, like, man, that go to show you no matter how far removed, because I know personally, I've never been one to kind of do things to please my parents. Right. But even if something about when that health scare come, you're like, yo, they didn't get a chance to see that. They didn't get a chance to see this and this and this. And it's almost like whatever pleasure you was experiencing when she was riding that dude's face, it's out of here. 
You know, it's almost like it's gone. Like it's it is. Picture. You don't even know how it felt no more. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how real life is. It it really is, and I think it was. Uh, I think they're kind of sandwiching like this: the heavy and the light, the heavy and the light conversations, of course. Um, and this was a very necessary. Um, ring the alarm for Black people. I think it was a very much of call to action mm. episode. And I love that. I love that for Issa. I love that for Insecure in the writing. Um, that if you're gonna like, let's let's talk about it. Let's get this conversation going. Um, there is a great resource that um, one of my favorite IG. If people need help getting started, one of my favorite um, IG um, personalities name is Carmion Hamilton. And she recently, uh, tragically, lost her husband um, due to a motorcycle accident. Mm. And on the other side of this grief, she created a live where she began to really talk about all the things that conversation needs to be happening, passwords, access to accounts, all those things, estate planning that needs to happen and that she has put in place now for her son. Um, for their son to, to make sure that, you know, everybody's okay, but things that, you know, she had to kind of learn, you know, um, along the way in a hard way, unfortunately. And I think that's so important. So go to her page, Carmion, at Carmion Hamilton on Instagram. Um, it's the live is maybe an hour and a half or so, but it's a lot of great information. And I think, uh, she presents it in such a tangible way that you have like some instant, like, next steps and then of course you know if you don't have access to the state planner there are a lot of free information um on line and a lot of counties have information about estate planning so your local municipalities i just think it's something that we really should reach out to and i think um i look for the person who did ours with prince george's estate plan i don't know what the actual name of it was but uh Lawrence Cosby connected us so we can have the information for people if they need that as an additional resource. Yeah, you need that. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think insecure always, and thank you for saying that. And thank you for the information. Cause I'm going to hit you up later about that. Cause you know where I'm going later. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think you could make an argument damn near in every insecure episode about a call to black people, but definitely when it comes to estate, we don't have that conversation. Like a lot of times we're we born broke, we die broke. And we just think that's just what it is. But we don't even have a conversation about finances of what you do if something happens to you, or if you just get sick, you just get ill, or help, what to do emotionally. Who do I contact, mom? Ooh. I didn't know you still talk to that cousin down south. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that you right. know I don't I don't talk to those cousins, mom. That's I didn't real. know you talked to them. You know who who do I call? You know, to like they got in line Facebook. <laughs> that is Yo, like what's going on? You know, so I, <laughs> I definitely think that. Um, and so I have to bring it to this point, Woo. and shout out to Issa because she is just you know, on the side note, I don't think too many people know this, but Issa was one of my inspirations when I lived in Indiana when I was watching Opera Black Girl. So when I keep referring to her writing, I mean that with a passion. Like I am a fanboy for Issa Rae. That nugget at the end of her seeing Lawrence and Condola. Now, we saw the episode bef before last of Lawrence and Condola trying to figure out. Right. Issa, in that visual, is seeing a, a polished version. Woo! 
right? What was your feelings when you saw that for her? Like you, you see that and you see them like, it just in step, right? Like Lawrence is like, here's such and such. Like, what what do you think that says for Issa? I don't know what it says for Issa, um, but I think again, you talk about her writing it, and I'm the same. I, I remember watching Awkward Black Girl uh, while I was working at the dead end job, and me too. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it was really the way, not the nonprofit part, but the the way she created Elaine. I was applying for jobs in the nonprofit sector in DC, and I couldn't get a job. Like I tried everything and. It just wasn't happening. So like I'll just start my own. That's what she did. And she started her own um own, you know, web series to like launch. It's like I can't do that. Um in my in, you know, in the things that I'm passionate about. So I, I really, you know, commend her. And I think so much too, it was so much in like thirty seconds, right? Just it was. It was. It this was is such great directing. Shout out to Carrie Washington. Carrie um, Washington, another legend. Directing this episode. Uh, but it, it didn't, I mean, five seconds in, you knew what it was, you know, we, we knew, we knew the characters, we knew the, the tension and, um, it was just that emotional jarring that you, that you see and also relatable. It goes back to these people that, you know, I feel like I have very strong connections with, you know, um, who, who. On one hand, I want to see thrive and be happy and all that. And on the other hand, it's like, why can't we figure this out for ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Why was I able to have this version of you or they get this better version of me? You know what I'm saying? Like, or vice versa. So I think it's really kind of like it puts this, you know, this big question mark of of what what could be but um for me i think part of me is like understanding like the 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 timing of everything and the growth and really trying to give gratitude <laughs> to uh the the journey one of the things i did today um after i saw you it's like i came home and i realized one of my journals had like old dreams and old like manifestation stuff and then like i had like new dreams and like, the journal's, like, three years old, and it's, like, uh, the stuff in here is, like, all over the place, and all of it doesn't align to who I am right now, you know what I'm saying? So, I said, let me, you know, ceremoniously thank this journal, but also get rid of it, because I want to start fresh. Like, where am I now, heading into 2022, into this new decade? What are the things that are important for me right now versus, you know, trying to hold on to what is? So I think Issa's going to have to figure that out. I did hear that she called his name while I was getting my camera adjusted. So I was like, oh, no, Issa, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we wouldn't have to show without that. But um, I think one of the things I would like to see is them both. I think when she walked away, I thought it was best at first. When, you know, when I saw, you know, we saw her walk away. To leave them undisturbed, you know what I'm saying? Let them, let them figure it out. Let them heal. Let them move forward. Let them go in peace without necessarily needing to, you know, poke in pride all the time. Yeah. Um, one thing I like to say is 
that episode of Cadola and Lawrence is going to be the memory. It's, it's going to be that episode in so many people's memories for years and years to come. Yeah. That's just number one. And number two, it kind of reminded me of the conversation I would just have with a mutual friend of ours with my baby bro, Mark, when I was telling him, you know, I, I, I don't I don't like the taking sides thing Ooh. that people were doing and as much as I'm you know I F with Lawrence and all that other stuff but I what I gather from that episode even now like in hindsight is parents in general make mistakes and I don't think Ooh. that either one of them should have been villainized that's real for, yeah Cadola yeah Cadola said all of that stuff to to Lawrence and she is she has gotten what she originally had asked for. Mm -hmm. But it is okay to get what you asked for and be like, yo, this, this is this is this is bigger than this ain't it. Yeah. This is bigger than you know, this is bigger than Nino Brown. It is okay, right? <laughs> um, with Lawrence, right? It's like, okay, cool, you this is what she wanted and everything like that. You messed up, you trapped, you know, I mean you was you you know, you could have got on that plane, this and this and this. But Yo, it doesn't make them bad people. Right. And I keep feeling like people keep feeling like, you know, like when they would take the size, they mean like, see, 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 and that person's the bad person. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I saw them in that hallway, I'm like, this is what happens when people have grace, time, and patience. Woo! Because great. you get an opportunity to do it again. Listen, if you had parents who were 80s parents, I'm, my parents put me in the front seat. When I left the hospital, you know what I'm saying? Like, room, room in the front seat. Like, he'll be fine. And, you know, that we, we were we were alive, at least in the South, where, like, you know, wearing a seatbelt was a suggestion, you know? At best. <laughs> at best. So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, this, you know, absolute mandatory thing that we see now. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. So I think you know, but at the time, you know, people are doing the best that they could. And I think what you said is like, hey, not taking sides. Everybody is showing up the best way they know how. But then, okay, pause. Let's reset. What are our expectations now? How can we move forward in the interest of not only the baby, but uh, condola matters. Lawrence matters. Like, they need to still have full identities outside of, you know, um, parenting, I think. sometimes. Yeah, and you're one act or your act it doesn't make you a bad person you know it, it just it just doesn't and so you know what i didn't like even though i was feeling for lawrence and how he did and i was feeling for condola but what i didn't like was this audience of people that just wanted to just villainize both of them like that's not what happens like listen our parents made mistakes when you came into awareness at seven to eight they they were getting their groove that's real at that point you know especially yep. first-time parents they were getting their groove at that point and they still made mistakes later on. It was just less and less in between. And so I wasn't, when I saw that scene, even though I'm not, I'm not ignoring you, so I'm going to get to that. But for me, that's what that scene spoke, is when you give someone time, patience, and grace, they can figure it out, and it's okay for them to figure it out. Now, for Issa to see that, I again, I keep going back. You know, it, it, it reminded me that uh, Amy Winehouse song, You Sent Me Flying. Because... The lyrics... Yeah, it's like you send me flying. Like it's because it's kind of like it's like when you kick me to the curb. Because Issa keeps in. Ultimately, this is what happened when I threw Lawrence out to the wind. Like 
you do, yes, and you've been right to do it, okay? We can talk about first season, how you felt, and we can even talk about how you felt a couple episodes ago. You just said you couldn't do it. But ultimately, this is the result of your decisions. Absolutely. So when you see in that, you're like, I think with Issa, the, her challenge is her decision-making when it comes to Lawrence, he's coming back like a boomerang. Like, she can't throw him far enough before That's she gets true. hit back. Like, even in between when they were broken up, she found out he was messing with the bank teller. Yeah. You know, like she keeps finding out whenever she lets Lawrence go. And I think that's makes it hard for her to move on. Yeah, I agree. And I think also, too, you know, her seeing this more polished product doesn't speak to, I think it's kind of, it's the Instagram age religion, right? Like people see the, the end result <laughs> versus like the pain and all the work it took to get to that point. You know, we can only assume uh, the conversations honest and raw conversations that had to be had to get to that point of peace where, you know, both parents were, were involved. Um, but I think also, too, like, investing in everything that she sees with Lawrence is possible in her own own life. She has all the ingredients that she needs, you know what I'm saying, um, if she wants to invest in that. But I don't, I, I don't know. So I, I'm interested to see what this disruption caused, but I wish she would have kept walking. It's but that represents the argument i've heard a lot of our friends and friends of beyond friends say is you know i put all this work into this man and then the next person he gets with blah 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 listen that ain't my fault all right you sit, listen you sent me to therapy i said in these sessions i like therapy later on i stuck <laughs> with it i worked on myself right and someone else after me is benefiting from this new me i'm sorry thank you you know what i'm saying i wouldn't have been on this journey without you but that ain't on me that all of a sudden now the job that I've been going for or me trying to be this writer, like it's starting to get a bite. No, like I can't, I can travel now. Like that's right. like, is that on me? And I hear a lot, I've heard a lot of women say that in my journeys of, you know, the next person this dude gets married, but it's like, I mean, you can't predict that. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, that's not on as much as that's not on Lawrence. That's not on Lawrence. That's not on any other man. That's not on them, especially when you said bye. I feel you. And I, I, I felt that way before. I felt, you know, that before. But then I've, I've also gotten to a point where it's like, no. God bless that sister on her journey with him because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. That's a good way to look at it. Like, it, it. And, and like really getting, but it's, it's that has taken taking therapy that has taken you know really investing in myself and my future and what I want that to look like and a lot of times we want remnants of that feeling but not necessarily that person so I want to be like how that person made me feel but I don't necessarily want to go through the mechanics of what it takes to be in a relationship with that person or what I get you know being in a relationship or who I show up in that relationship you know I may not show up as my best self or my strongest self or my most brave self and if I feel myself shrinking, then I think that's, for me, a personal red flag. And and a lot of times when you go back to a relationship, all those things that were, you know, those dynamics, it's really hard to kind of reprogram that if there's not a lot of, you know, very much intention to create in a new space. So, um, yeah. That's, look, at that, that's look at that growth. Look at that growth. <laughs> look at that growth. Look at that growth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you right. You know, I, 
and it happens for us as as dudes too. We don't, we just don't, we're not vocal about it enough. We yeah. don't talk about it enough, you know. But we have relationships where we couldn't get right with a woman, and you know, definitely in a heterosexual relationship, we couldn't get right, and then we hear that she got right the next relationship afterwards, and we we feel a certain type of way. We just yeah. it becomes that vulnerability thing of being able to admit that you still feel a certain type of way. But like you said, I just got to give you the moi, and right. you know, God bless you on that journey. Because whatever you wasn't able to do with me and you're able to do with this individual. Hello. At first, it may feel, you know, realistically for myself, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable. But ultimately, I think about the relationship as a whole. And I'm like, if you didn't, if you're not reacting to him like the way you reacted to me, then God bless you. Because unfortunately, even if I was to get with you right now, you probably would go back to those old instincts with me. But yep. with him, if you got a better chance of being a better you with this individual, this guy right here, man, God bless you, yo. You know what I'm saying? You get more, more grace with the new person with a different energy or whatever. So, like, you do one thing wrong, it'll bring up all the stuff that, you know, from 10 years ago. You remember that time? Like, yeah. You know, it's not even that, that issue. So I think grace is really important. Um, and, you know, it kind of reminds me, that scene kind of reminds me of, like, homecoming. Like, you know. Like, it's, 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 it's a whole homecoming. Yeah, it's a whole homecoming. <laughs> it is. It, is. <laughs> it really is. You know, um, some some people that you've been involved with or in a relationship with, you know, and they, you both may be in, in different spaces. And that's okay. I think that's, that is okay. Like, it's okay. It is. It um, is. It, it's just that it's a shame for Issa that as big as California is, she can't throw her, she cannot throw Lawrence far enough where he comes back smack in her face. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate for her. Like, she can't move on. And I think one of the things that kind of brings up is, like, just the off-guardness of it. You know what I'm saying? I think for me, homecoming, like, I'm kind of already on guard, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, some situation. But um, if you're just, like, oh, I'm in the hospital for, you know, helping my friend, and I don't... I'm not emotionally guarded to prepare or prepare for, you know, this encounter, then it can really kind of catch you off guard. Especially if it happens multiple times. True. It happened multiple times with yeah. Lisa and then when it comes to Lawrence, like it happens well, ultimate, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, one thing that you brought up and I want to give you credit for too and we don't know what their relationship is right now, but I'm going to say it now before we see anything further is that even I forgot that you know, once upon a time, Lawrence was really into Cadola. And I think everybody kind of forgot that. Yep. That Cadola was the one who ended the relationship at, at a certain point and he was into him. like that wasn't no jump off from him like right. he was moving on yep. with this woman that he was totally into so much so that he didn't mind her being friends with Issa yeah and so to see him treat her kind yeah did not be so alien for all, any of us absolutely absolutely and like you said, he was she wasn't a rebound girl like he did he had rebound women he had his rebounds yeah <laughs> Had a whole season of rebounds. Yeah, he did. He did. And, um, you know, then when he found someone that he connected with, then he, he was very intentional about about making that space for her. You're right. And I think Lawrence is, um, at his core, you know, wants to do the right thing and wants to show up in the right way. And I think, you know, you know, he's just, he's finding his footing like every character on the show is. That's true. Like, Molly is finding her footing with not knowing how to not be in control. Mm -hmm. Which what she can control, what she cannot. Right. Finding his footing when it comes to, you know, responsibility and being more intentional instead of being so passive aggressive. 
Yeah. And Issa is all of the above. <laughs> As always. As always. Yep. <laughs> all right. This was great. Anything else before we close out? Um, no, I'm I'm fine. I, I just gotta say that we're going to shed tears when this season is over. Mm, that's real. We're, we're just we're just going to shed tears because they've already gotten us to this point and how we feel emotionally. Yeah. I can only imagine. And on a side note, is it just me before we go? But does every episode feels like an episode within itself? Like it doesn't feel like a continuation. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's almost like it's been a cap on every episode. It's almost like they're preparing us to say goodbye. Yeah. Because every episode is like an episode within itself. But I mean, mm -hmm. that's just me. I can be overthinking, overreaching. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. It seemed like the next episode, I don't know. I guess, I, I think so far, I think you're right. Like, it's been very isolated things, isolated stories. Um, I think what we saw uh, for the, what I what I heard for the next episode, it seemed like it was continuation, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, um, I do kind of like that though, you know, like a full story, a full story within. Uh, yeah. One, so yeah. Don't it's, don't don't build me up, and then when you it, you drop the ball, I'm gonna be upset. Like I kind of right. like these wrap ups and these isolated issues, you know, like you said. So I'm cool with it. I would just just wanted to say that out loud, but no, I don't have anything else, and I'm gonna miss this show. But I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna savor it every. Savor it. It's such a reprieve, though. Um, going into the week um so i'm grateful for the show in this conversation and for you joining us and making time and space and energy for it to happen so yeah and everybody who checks us out later on too because i'll be seeing your dms people be dming me when they when they check us out later on like on tuesday i'll be like okay <laughs> <laughs> down to my own girl out cali my own guy Shetty, she was like yo this episode was spot on <laughs> Me, like on a Wednesday, <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's what it's for, man." So shout out to her and everybody else who does that too. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for uh, joining us. To, to that point, we do post the episodes on uh, YouTube. You know, by Tuesday, <laughs> um, you can always check it out here on IGTV as soon as it's done, and then also it is streaming on our podcast SWT on all your favorite uh podcast platform so spotify um apple Podcasts, um soundcloud uh we are there so just search uh for us and um the link is also um in our bios so feel free to reach out if you have any questions or feedback um you can find us at starting with today on our social except for twitter we're starting w today you can find jay hall at jay hall society on all platforms you can find me Charlene, your host on True underscore Charlene on all social media platforms. So, y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Uh, enjoy your holiday, Thanksgiving uh, with your loved ones. Um, and we're sending y'all good energy your way. And we'll see y'all back next Sunday. Same yes. place, same time. And no raises in your potato salad. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Good night, y'all. Night-night. Night.